And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week. Uh, just me today. I'm doing some listener mail. I have a bunch of fantastic questions, as always. Um, can't wait to get to that. Before I jump right into listener mail, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take literally five seconds uh, to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, let's just jump right into listener mail. I have a bunch of questions. I'm going to try to get to all of them. Um, let's see. What are the odds that Dylan Mulvaney is punking us and Ashton Kutcher will come out of some room? Uh, brother, I I wish we could still have fun like that in society. I, I really wish, but man, look, um, the Dylan Mulvaney crap is so far over the top. Um I have to imagine it's it's some kind of loyalty test for Democrats, right? It's like the press and politicians find like the most ridiculous person persona they can find so they can force their followers to publicly praise him <laughs> like in the face of logic and reason and common sense and decency. I mean like Dylan Mulvaney is not just a, a trans person. It's like this is woman face, right? It's the same as blackface. It's not I mean it's a it's a very offensive caricature of a woman, and I don't I don't know why these leftist women, leftist white women, man, I I just don't know why they aren't offended because every woman should be offended by this because women don't act like that <laughs> like no no woman on the planet acts like Dylan Mulvaney like he's pretending like it's not it's not even like he's pretending to be a woman he's pretending to be like what a little girl is in his head right like it's it's totally ridiculous. And that's why the right correctly, you know, boycotted Bud Light after they they put Dylan Mulvaney on the can because this was a shot directly across our bow, right? Like it's good to just reject this nonsense wholesale. How racist are America's roads, <laughs> and how can we tell if the road we're on is more racist than another road? Um, for those of you who missed it, Pete Buttigieg, the the most incompetent cabinet member in the history of the country said that black people die in car accidents because roads are racist. The way roads are constructed are, are racist or, or some such nonsense. Look, man, I, I I can't imagine this super lame propaganda <laughs> is working on even the most Democrat of Democrats at this point. I mean, like, no, nobody believes that 2 plus 2 equals racist. Like, nobody believes that roads are, like, come on, man. It's just, I don't know, like these people for so long, for a decade now at this point, have, they've been, they're so accustomed to using race as just a get out of jail free card. I mean, like Pete Buttigieg has been an absolute disaster from all these trains derailing everywhere, the the airline strikes and cancellations. It's like, he's, I mean, who knew that you could actually be this bad at the job of, of uh, transportation secretary, but he figured it out. But it's like, what a lame, like... Come on, man. Like no, it, Nobody's buying it. I can't imagine that, that corporate journalists and Democrats are buying it at this point. Let's see. 
Have you heard of the band Future Islands? No, I've not. No, I've not. I'll check them out, though. I've got a question for you. Have you heard of the band Blindside? I've been listening to a ton of Blindside this week, one of my favorite bands, always have been. Um, great stuff. I just wanted to hit you guys with a band you might not have heard of, <laughs> since you hit me with a band I haven't heard of. Uh, check out Blindside. Um, the Pride of Stockholm, Sweden. Really good dudes, too. Um, hung out with them at uh, the Profit Bar in Dallas, Texas one time. I will, I will say, man, Swedish is the angriest sounding language I've ever heard. Like it's, it's like worse than German, worse than Russian. Like it's, it's crazy. Like the, the guys, the Blindside Boys, they're like super nice guys, and you know we're just hanging out, having some drinks or whatever, and they sound totally normal. They, they all speak good English. You know, speaking to us, they sound totally normal, and then they speak to each other in Swedish. It sounds like they're just, just furious at each other, which I'm sure isn't the case. But it's just, man, it is a pissed off sounding language. That, re- that really took a turn there. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, next question. Oh, here's a good one. <laughs> Why is you the way yous is? Uh, I don't know, brother. I don't know. I don't know why I'm like this. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. Ruin your black tie affair. So on and so forth. Were you a fan of the Eagles' contract extension with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, man. Old boy uh, took him to the Super Bowl and came in second in the MVP race. I mean, he deserves to to get that Brinks truck, and he did. It's like, what, a quarter billion dollars, something like that? Um, but yeah, man, I mean, Hurts seems like a good dude, too. Like, I'm not an Eagles fan, but, you know, he's an easy guy to root for. Seems like a good guy. An absolute monster uh, for fantasy. I forget who in our league had him last year, but an absolute monster, man. I just, man, I, I just can't. I can't draft a quarterback in the second round in fantasy, though. I just can't do it. Like, it's tempting. I get, like, you know, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes. Like, there's going to be guys that are going to go high, but I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Both times I won the won the league, uh, I had late-round quarterbacks. So, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it, fellas. Great question. Who are your favorite athletes as a kid? Um, as a kid. Everybody knows I'm a big Steelers fan now. I'm also a big Detroit Tigers fan. Um, don't really have a basketball team anymore. I was a Cavs guy, and then LeBron left and went to the Lakers, and I just, I've just i I've always hated the Lakers, so I couldn't do it. But when I was a kid, um, my favorite team in general was the Atlanta Braves, and I played baseball. I was obsessed with baseball. Um, and the Braves were our team because we only got like 10, 11 channels. <laughs> we had like the most basic of basic cable on our little, you know, 17-inch TV or whatever it was. Uh, and one of the stations we got was TBS. So, you know, you could watch, like, you'd get, like, Game of the Week on ESPN or whatever, and then you'd occasionally get, like, a local Tigers or Indians game occasionally on one of the local channels. Um, but TBS would put the Atlanta Braves on every night, you know, because <laughs> Ted Turner owns the Braves, owns TBS. So it's like we could always watch the Braves, so they were our favorite team. And... uh and I was a pitcher growing up, so Greg Maddox was my was my dude, man. He was my hero. My dad told me to my dad who's also a, a pitcher. He literally just stopped playing baseball like two years ago at age sixty, by, by the way. Um, but my dad told me to watch every pitch uh Greg Maddox threw because he was like the near perfect right handed pitcher. Uh my dad was correct, <laughs> you know. He certainly certainly was. So he was my guy. And then I also love the Utah Jazz. You know, they were good in the in the late nineties. You know, back when I was playing basketball, I was a little white 
kid, <laughs> little white point guard. So John Stockton gave hope to little white guys like me. Um, and I was, for some reason or another, I, I have no idea why, but when I was a little kid, I was a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I, uh, I love Mark Brunel back in the day too. I don't know how that happened, but, um, but yeah, those were, those were my dudes, Stockton, Maddox, Brunel. Give me your best underground slash unsuspecting candidate for the next general election. Um, I just can't, uh, it's going to have, like, we're going to have these oddball candidates again. I just can't envision a world where there's a major curveball in 2024. I mean, like, the, the stage seems set. Um, I mean, anything can happen, man. I mean, obviously, Trump in 2016 is, is the, the big example. You know, anything can happen. But I just don't see it. It's either going to be Trump or DeSantis on the right and Biden or Harris on the left. Like, I know Gavin Newsom wants to run. But, you know, it's going to be Biden. If Biden either, you know, God forbid, dies or is completely incapacitated to the point where they just can't hide it anymore, um, it's got to be Kamala. It's got to be Kamala because she's black, you know. I mean, there's just too many race-obsessed journalists out there to allow (laughs) a white person to step in for Biden if he's he's out of the game. Um, And and honestly, I've been thinking about this lately, actually. When, When we do get our next oddball candidate... It's going to be from the right again. It's going to be a Republican again because Democrats just fall in line, man. They just fall in. <laughs> like It's just, I mean, AOC and Rashida Tlaib campaign for Joe Biden, right? Like it's, you know, they, they just, they do whatever the party, they, they might complain a little bit, you know. But I mean, Bernie Sanders fell in line. They all fall in line. They all do. Um, I, I don't think a Donald Trump of the left can exist because Democrats are just so loyal to the party in a way that Republicans never have been and never will be, right? Like, I, I just don't think, I, I just don't see it. Like, I mean, there could be a guy, you know, people talk about, will Michelle Obama or Oprah or somebody like that um, run? I mean, they're both black women, so they they immediately get a ton of support. But I just don't, you know, they, they both have pretty great lives of luxury and great wealth. <laughs> you know, why would they want to, like, jump into the, the furnace of a presidential election? I just don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't see what either of them would have to to gain for something like that. Like you could see, you know, like, I don't know, like somebody like John Stewart, you know, like, Hey, Zelensky over in Ukraine, he was a comedian and now he's president and, you know, maybe somebody like that. But like, even a guy like that is so loyal to the party <laughs> that it's like, I don't know. I just don't see it. So I think it would be from the right. I don't know who that person is, you know, like it's not going to be one of Trump's kids. Like they're not running. It's not going to, it's not gonna be somebody like that. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's happening in 2024. I don't think it's happening this time around. And, and I have to th- I'd have to put more thought into you know, who I think could, because I think it would be on the right. Like who, who the next, like, you know, out of left field candidate who could actually win would be. I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like a, you know, an author like JD Vance won a, a Senate race, you know, he could, he could, you know, serve a term or two and then run for president, you know, something. but, but, you know, he'll have all this experience in the Senate. He wouldn't necessarily be an outside, quote unquote, outside candidate by the time he runs, you know? Um, so all that to say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Um, what is one thing you wish your political opposites knew? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things, obviously, uh, so much where, where to start. Um, I, I wish they understood sound economic theory. Um, I wish they understood the true costs of war. I, I, I mean, I wish they'd read 
Ludwig von Mises and Murray Rothbard and Frederick Hayek and and these great Austrian economists. Um, I, I wish they understood the catastrophic ramifications of central banking. Um, but honestly, more than anything, and and I, I know there are a lot of religious leftists. I, I know personally tons of Democrats who are are devout Christians. So don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying all Democrats are are, are heathens or anything. But most of the people who I would consider my political opponents, my true opponents, um, people that I, I, I share essentially nothing in common with are atheists, um, whether it's the obsession with with transgender ideology or, or just their, their worship of government, the desire to be ruled by government. It comes from a lack of faith in God. Um, when you love God, when you trust God, all of that disappears. You know, you, you don't feel the need to, to, to worship these false idols anymore, you know. And I want I want these people I, I wish these people who who hate me and, and everything I believe in to just know that God is real, that God is good, that God loves them. That two thousand years ago He sent His only Son to Earth to take the punishment for the sins of every single one of us. Uh, that He was put to death, and and three days later, holding the keys to hell and death, He rose again and sits at the right hand side of the Father. And that everyone needs a Savior, and Jesus can save anyone who asks. That's that's what I want them to know more than anything else. And I think everything else would fall into place. And that's a great place to end the, end the show. <laughs> Sorry, it's a short one again. Uh, I, I tend to just rip right through these questions. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do more listener mail coming up here probably in a month or so. Make sure you're following us over on Twitter, either me personally at Brady Leonard or, or the show at No Gimmicks Pod, um, so you know when we're doing uh, uh, listener mail episodes and, and make sure to get your questions in. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for all the, the great feedback I've been getting. Um, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No Gimmicks. Thank you.